The human brain. It's perhaps the most complex object ever known. A web of 86 billion cells interlinked by more than 100 trillion connections. The brain is humanity's great supercomputer. It's what enables us to move, experience, and remember things. There's still so much we're learning about the brain. But one thing we do know is that our mindsets shape our reality, including our finances. So we're going to explore that, the power of mindsets, and how they shape our financial world. I'm Lachlan Nicholson, and this is Mind Over Money. So I got a question for you. Blue pill or red pill? Mm. Mate, my brain wants me to take the blue pill because it just wants the status quo. It doesn't want to expend any energy. You know, it just wants everything to stay as it is. Uh, but me, myself, I want to take the red pill and I want to change what's going on. For those listening, that's, you know, the Matrix reference, red pill, blue pill. And uh, and Neo has a choice. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched The Matrix. But from memory, the red pill is the potentially unsettling, life-changing truth. And the blue pill was the contented ignorance. That's right. It's a great metaphor for finances because we want change, but sometimes we don't want to change. And especially when it comes to finances, a lot of us don't. We, we, we're scared of the red pill. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should start asking people this all the time. Do you want the blue pill or the red pill? <laughs> Especially if they've got to make a choice. Yeah. That's a good way to kick things off with our, um, our Waymaker Wealth Advocates session one. Uh, so today's conversation is <laughs> about mindsets and how we can cultivate a good mindset for our financial world and our financial future. So we, we both watched a show recently called Our Brain. It was on ABC. You can actually watch it on. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. And that got us really talking about this, um, the power of mindset and how it can shape our reality. The brain is just a fascinating thing, isn't it, Archie? I loved how in one of the first shows, the guy was talking to us about every, everything's perception. And is mm -hmm. it really reality or is it just perception? I thought that was a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of freaky to hear that. Oh, that's why I thought of the Matrix. <laughs> Are we in a simulation? Yeah. It's yep. just how the brain works, so it's how it's interpreting the signals, which, you know, he goes on. We won't spoil the show. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's about, it's about like, you know, we're, we're taking in this information, but our brain is determining what information we take in, and mm. then it's determining how we process that and what, you know, what we think our reality is. And yeah. so, you know, for, for different people, um, looking at the same situation can have two totally different realities because of what they're perceiving to be, you know, what they think is true or what they perceive is true. And, and a big part of, of perception is our mindsets. So, you know, we've grown up with mindsets and uh, ways of thinking, ways of processing things. Uh, and, you know, I really loved how they showed that they could improve kids by teaching them how to learn not what to learn. 
Wow. And yeah. that would totally change how the kids were able to learn and improved, you know, all their schooling dramatically. You know, I, I found this when I was at university and I was a mature age student and working full time. You, you do come in with a different perspective. I came in looking to learn certain things to fit my world. Whereas, you know, other students who'd come straight out of school were just sitting there regurgitating just to pass the exam, Mm. uh, where I was applying mine to my real world situation. And, uh, and, and you can learn just so much more by doing that. And it's the same with our finances. Mm. It's, it's what's mm. our perception of our finances, how are we approaching our finances and what sort of mindsets do we have around our finances and the choices that we think we have. Research shows that we have a lot more control and choice than we think in cultivating mm. positive mindsets. And why is that important in our finances? Well, so we've got a changing world. Just think about right now. We've got a change of government. We've got, you know, quite a massive change coming through because of COVID and, and what's been happening there. And so all these changes, we, we go, and what, what do we do with them? And our resilience depends on our ability to process all the change and mm. our ability to, you know, think about and come up with decisions around what we're going to do. That's the power that we have. We can actually work things through and make decisions around our life rather than just reacting to what's going on. Oh, I love that. So our mindset is what shapes our reality. And we have a lot of control over how we we choose and cultivate good mindsets to respond to change and build that resilience so we can have you know great outcomes in our financial world and our life. Mm. So there are three critical areas that we looked at in our financial world where we need these good mindsets in order to do well. Um, and these are actually the three things that we focus on in our wealth advocacy program. So uh, let's go and hit number one, which is around the home and the mindset of owning a home as a family security and not as a lifestyle tool. What do we mean by that, Archie? When when it comes to talking to people about a home, we, we see uh, all different mindsets come out. Some people are waiting, you know, to be able to buy their dream home. And so they're not actually processing through what it's going to take to buy a home. They're just dreaming about what they actually want the home to be. Mm. And and so they're not really looking at their financial world and, and what's needed there. Or there's the mindset of, you know, if the bank's going to lend me a million dollars, then I'll go buy a house for a million dollars. Depending on what generation we are, you know, we've got different mindsets as well. And so mm. some, some of our generational mindsets are anti-capitalist. We don't want to be part of the rat race. Mm. And so we can have a resistance to buying a home and not realize just how important that security of the home is in our financial world and for our financial well-being. Other generations, you know, have only looked at buying a home as something, you know, as an alternative to paying rent. And so they never think about actually paying the home off. Uh, They're just looking at it from a point of view of, well, if I was renting, I'd be paying this much. So therefore, I'll just buy a home, you know, get some security around where I live, um, but not actually processing how they're going to pay the home off and thinking of it just as a way of renting. Mm. Yeah, and and we've also got to realise that everything's been changing over time. So we never used to have a 30-year home loan. And now they're starting to talk about a 40-year home loan. Yeah, wow. (laughs) And there's only one reason that we moved from paying off our homes in 10 years, which is what it used to be many, many years ago, um, to now it's 30 years, and now they're talking 40 years, is that we're forcing people 
to take out a big long loan so that we can push up property prices. Mm. And so it's it's not actually something that's in everyone's best interest to go to a 40-year loan. Even a 30-year loan is too long. So if we can yeah. get that home loan down to 10 years, if we start thinking and having a mindset, what, what sort of home can I buy and get paid off in 10 years? And then once you've done that, you can move on and do whatever else you want to do. Um, yeah. But you know, if you have that mindset, you're going to create some real security in around your finances. And confidence is such a key. You know, to have confidence around our finances, that's where we really start to win. We were talking before about how each generation switches like a pendulum between each other. Yeah. Very opposite to the last. And millennials love that, you know, the lifestyle aspect of things. That's one side. Not mm. not to sum up millennials just as that, but that's one aspect. But then the Gen Z yeah. actually want that security. They're looking at this going, wow, how can I, can I hunker down and, and actually pay this thing off? and be very uh, conservative in their finances, in fact. So, yeah, what a great mindset. How can I get in and buy a home that I can pay off quickly? A 30-year home loan, it doesn't have to be the normal for us. No. And so I guess there are opportunities in front of us that we can take. This is the key point here. But because of our mindset, it cannot allow us to consider those opportunities. But if we can change our mindset, we can actually change our financial world in front of us. Absolutely. hope you're enjoying this week's discussion. Just letting you know that we have a new program coming up starting in August called First Home Accelerator. This is a 12-month program to help aspiring homeowners achieve their dream of buying their first family home or investment home. Now, despite the noise out there in the media, home ownership is possible and this program will help you take action with practical steps and encouragement to take you from deposit to purchase. You can do this one-on-one with one of our wealth advocates or join a small group with others and do it together. To learn more about the First Home Accelerator, follow us on Instagram at WaymakerFinance. That's WaymakerFinance. And now back to the show. Okay, so that's home. The second area of our finances is around investing. So the mindset here is focus on earning instead of generating through investing. Can you explain that a little bit for us? We generally grow up with being told, you know, that we've got to get a good job and mm. got to earn a good income. And all our focus can go on to that. And so we can be very busy, you know, either doing an apprenticeship or going to university and what are we going to do to, to get up the ladder and, you know, get more income coming in. And so we we can put all our focus onto what we're earning is our security. Mm. And we, we forget about our ability to generate income from investing. And so our thoughts are all about the earning and not about generating. We can earn more money and continually earn more money, but find ourselves not actually getting ahead financially. Mm. And the more we earn, the more we tend to spend in our lifestyle, the more expectation of lifestyle goes up. And then the moment that high income job finishes, it's like panic mode because <laughs> we don't. Yeah. And the other thing in our, in our world, you know, is this quick win mindset that we have around money as well. We're looking for, mm. you know, the quick win in the job situation and what we're earning. You know, we can be looking for the quick win around what we call investing. When we start thinking about a quick win around investing, we're starting to move into the gambling side of things. Yeah, we're, we're wanting yeah. to try and trade our way ahead. But again, if, it's, if our mindset's just about earning, even if we get a good trade and we suddenly make $20,000 or $100,000, 
we're likely just to go spend it again because we don't have an investing and a generating mindset. Mm. Whereas if, if we've got that investing and generating mindset, you know, we keep putting money aside. It doesn't have to be a lot as long as we're putting money aside and investing it and watching it grow. Yeah. So, so we, we can pay off our house very quickly if we have an investing mindset. Because a lot of people are thinking, oh, how am I going to pay off this home loan because I don't have enough income? And they're forgetting about the investing side of things and what that investing can generate income-wise to help pay off the home. Yeah. Even during COVID, all these new investment apps popped up all of a sudden and everyone's throwing money, yeah. the retail investors throwing money into the stock market. And, and now you see the ads and the crypto ads and everything. Um, and there's all these financial schemes that come out. A lot of it's not investing. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's good old-fashioned gambling, <laughs> which is Aussie yeah. culture. And people love it. People eat it up. <laughs> yeah. I think if, if we if we want to take the red pill, right, and actually have a look at <laughs> ourselves <laughs> and what and what's going on, um, mm. if we look at how we're marketed to, you can see it's all about quick wins. You know yep. how to get that great job or that high paying job. How how to get a quick win and start earning six figures or yeah, you know, it's mm. the is there's all this marketing like you were just saying with the apps. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, start investing now. Start yeah, uh, it's like sign up, sign up in two minutes and and be rich. <laughs> yep, all this marketing is around the quick win and and the yep. quick win and no effort. And the blue pill is all about the no effort. So if there's no effort involved, you you taking the blue pill. If there's effort involved yep. and you've got to change the way you think and, you know, you've got to look at things and, you know, get some support and some help, uh, you're on the red pill. Yeah. In your financial planning business, you talked about an example generally before about a client that was putting extra money into super and just the power of what that can do over a long period of time. Can you share that with us? Yeah, this is, this is a great example. So if we put extra money into super uh, yeah, let's say it's $10,000 a year, we can, depending on our tax rate, but if we're on a 35% tax rate, we, we can get a 35% discount on that straight away. So it only costs us mm. $6,500 to put $10,000 into super. That $6,500 uh, is now in a very low tax environment and we can invest it so that it grows and generates income. And over a 30-year period, uh, we're going to put in about $200,000 of our own money by putting in that extra $6,500 a year. But that $200,000 is going to generate $2 million of investment. Wow. And then over the next 30 years after that, it's got the potential to generate another $6 million in income. Mm, that's the compounding return right there. Yeah, yeah. And every one of us can do this. Like even if you're on a very low income, you, know, mm. you, can, you can do something like this. Like we don't always have yeah. to, we can always do things in multiples. So if you're on a lower income, you know, take it back to say $3,000 a year. If you're on a higher income, punch it up even further. Um, mm. You know, think about percentage wise, if you drop an extra 5% into super and what mm. a difference it could make. Mm. Yeah. Now that's general advice, guys. Yeah. Get, get personal financial advice uh, when you apply this information. But that's a great example of just the power of investing long-term into vehicles like superannuation which are great mm. vehicles and they're low tax yeah. environment as well. So that's, that is, yep. that's awesome. Okay. I guess to sum up this mindset, investing, it's not a quick win. It's not gambling. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we all, everyone needs to be investing as to generate income, not just earning income from agiles, but generating yeah. income as we go 
And that income generation, when we build that over time, that's what sets us up to win. I love that. Mm. So if you put that into a question, what would that be around this mindset? So the question would be, how can I invest my money? And what expert support do I need to be able to do that? Because as we were just mentioning there before about super, super's got a lot of rules around it. So you do need some expert support around that. When, when you see a professional, they're going to ask you the questions that they need to ask, you know, to ensure that this is something appropriate for you. And that's why we're saying this is not personal advice. It's definitely, you know, getting professional support, that's, that's taking the red pill. That's stepping out of your comfort zone. <laughs> It's doing something that you wouldn't ordinarily do. And be very wary of all these schemes and all the marketing out there uh, because someone's out to take your money and sometimes you've got to be a bit wary about that. All right, we've taken the red pill. We discussed home. <laughs> the second area was investing. And the third area in our finances that we need to cultivate great mindsets is around cash flow. So this whole idea that I can buy it now and pay it later. What's the problem with that? Um, yeah, so we, we can think that, you know, these buy now, pay later things are helping us to budget and um, manage our money. But they're not. Well, the, the thing is you're actually giving away money that you haven't earned yet. Mm. You're committing what you haven't even earned to someone else and something else. And so you're no longer in control of your money, which puts pressure on you. And, mm. you know, puts pressure on our finances, which just starts to change the way we think. The research shows when we're, when we're stressed, um, we react. Yeah, it can take us down a, um, a stress scenario, which sets off all our, basically our alarm bells and gets mm. us ready for fight or flight. Yeah, I've made so many great decisions when I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it always works out great. <laughs> and. And we've, we've got to understand today as well that we're, we're being sold things via debt because we, we feel like we can afford it when we do it through debt. But if we have to come mm -hmm. up with the cash, we know we can't afford it. Again, marketing's all about pressure. So we're under time pressure. You know, we're under guilt pressure that we, we need this thing. Uh, we can be under pressure of, of um, you know, how we're comparing ourselves against other people. You know, sales and marketing will use that against us to get us to buy stuff mm. we really don't need. Yeah. And so where does budgeting then fit into cash flow? You know, everyone talks about living on a budget. Uh, few, few do, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole thing about cash flow and having surplus cash flow. See, it's, it's, that's the mindset we want to generate. It's having surplus cash flow when we, mm. that we know that we're not under pressure because when we know we're not under pressure, we won't buy stuff. And the, and the sales guys lose all their power because you're not under pressure anymore and you can walk away and, you know, or you can flick past whatever the advertisement is on the computer or, or you know, or the TV ads you can mute because, you know, you're not under any pressure. Well, this is the problem that I've seen with these sort of apps, you know, whether it's a buy now, pay later app or some form of credit is that they do promise that ability to manage cash flow. And yet I just don't see it because when we think about a budget, a budget is spending money that you do have. And th the problem where we see budgets fall apart is where the person is spending more than they have. And so yeah. nothing works. Um, and it's just constant catch up and just results in stress. Yeah. Yeah. In this one, when you take the red pill, it's basically stop. <laughs> stop <laughs> spending and 
get clarity over your money and over your situation and start to make some decisions around how you're going to spend your money. And, mm. and, and that, that's what the red pill will do is it'll get you to stop what you're doing and uh, come up with a method, you know, some sort of system where you can actually make really good decisions around your money and have your, your cash there. So in so yeah. many cases I've seen that, you know, when we get rid of the credit cards and the, you know, the other debts and people start living on cash and suddenly there's cash in the bank, they've gone from having zero in the bank uh, to having cash in the bank, you can see the whole person change. Everything about the person changes and all of a sudden there's good decisions coming through which leads to more good decisions and, mm. you know, which leads to financial blessing. There's a great feeling when you buy something with cash. You have the money. You know you have the cash. I remember when we settled on our home, there was a long settlement period of about three months. And so we had this three-month timeline where we got to just really hunger down and save for all the furniture and the, the white goods and things that we wanted to put in that home. And it was just such a joy when we reached that three-month mark and we moved in and we were able to pick up those items and just knowing that the money was there and we we're working towards that goal, it was just the best feeling. Mm. Yep. So the key thought here is budgeting is when you spend money that you do have. Yep. And spending money that we don't have is actually holding us back from, from prospering, from doing well. If, if your mindset is, a, is that you have no money, then you're extremely vulnerable to all these people selling debt. And, you know, it might start off at 5%, but eventually you're at 35%. Is, yeah. is where it snowballs out to. And there's so many people who are going through getting financial counselling to help them overcome all this debt, you know, that, that snowballed out of control. And, but it all mm. started with that mindset is that of I don't have any money and that's the mindset that catches you out and allows these people to get in. You could probably put this another way of, of uh, you can have a good income and be broke. <laughs> it's as simple as that. As soon as you start telling mm. yourself you don't have any money, you've lost control and you're creating stress in, in your world there. So if we say, I've got money and I've got control over my money, then you'll start putting in place, you know, ways of actually managing that money. And, you know, mm. you'll be making decisions of, okay, let's go on this holiday. It's going to cost this amount. How are we going to get mm. there? You know, how are we going to save yeah. that money and, and actually achieve that, you know, that, that holiday that we're after? That simple shift in mindset changes the way you talk. You know, we joke about, oh, I want to have the money. You know, I don't have any money. But just by saying mm. that and, and believing that, that's what leads us to be targeted by debt. It gets us targeted yes. to, well, you know, you can do an interest-free holiday. You can get yeah. get that extra car you need or, or get that shoes that you need <laughs> and pay yeah. back on four, four or five installments. Yeah. Yep. Home investing cash flow these are three big areas we could talk about all day <laughs> and we know that having great mindsets around each of those you can really change our financial future this is great absolutely i think this conversation was really helpful for myself and for all the listeners so just to repeat that last thought if we change our mindset we can change our finances our mindsets allow us to win see you lachlan see everyone see you guys Hey, before we go, everything we discussed today is for education purposes only and does not consider your personal financial goals or situation. 
Also, if you'd like to speak to someone about your financial situation, head to waymakerpodcast.com.au and we'll connect you with a qualified advisor. That's waymakerpodcast.com.au. The link is in the show notes and you can send that URL to a friend and tell them to listen to the podcast. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Mind Over Money. Mind Over Money.